1: i
2: She gets to speech yesterday, didn't she? 47th governor of Arkansas was inaugurated yesterday in the steps of the Capitol. And I thought Sarah Huckabee Sanders did a great job of, uh, you know, enunciating and then signing executive orders to get us underway for the new session that has started as well for the legislature. Don't forget, starting next Tuesday, we will be at the Capitol. Uh, that's the station my my show and uh we will be keeping tabs on what the legislature is doing what they're trying to accomplish and they'll be talking to you through uh you know various members of the legislature joining us uh heads of committees maybe we can get the governor to come down and give us a little bit of time uh or she'll she'll have to come up because I'm going to be on the third floor over there by the senate she can come on up and and talk to us there, and we can uh, we can congratulate her. I mean, she is the first woman governor of Arkansas in the history of Arkansas. She's also right now the youngest governor in the United States. She's um, I think she's going to be forty nine in August, if I'm not mistaken. So that uh, you know, that's pretty young to be taking over this kind of executive uh, uh, position. So uh, And that means that next year we can celebrate her 50th birthday with her while she's in office. That'd be fun. We'll have to throw her a party or something. That'd be the Dave Ellswick show, throws the governor a party. That would be kind of cool. We might try to do that. But uh, it was a good, uh, good speech yesterday. Let's just play some highlights of it right now for you. Tomorrow uh, we will play it for you in its entirety in the first hour of the show. All right, 6 o'clock, about 6.05, 6.06, we'll get on. We'll play the whole speech for you. We don't have time to do it today. We will get it in tomorrow. I promise you that will happen tomorrow. So uh, let's uh, take a look at uh, some issues that we've told you over the last few weeks. We've been talking about, you know, what to expect uh, from the new governor and what we've been hearing. And one of them is education that she was going to be very, very, very intense on education. And here's what she had to say
3: today. I will also sign an executive order preventing the political indoctrination of Arkansas's school children. As long as I am governor. Our schools will focus on the skills our children need to get ahead in the modern world, not brainwashing our children with a left-wing political agenda. Education is the key that opens the door to a lifetime of opportunity. We cannot allow a child's destiny to be determined by their zip code or the size of their parents' bank account. We know that students of every background can succeed if given a fair chance, a strong start, and a helping hand. Just as I promised you as a candidate, I will make education reform the hallmark of my administration. I will be Arkansas's education governor.
2: Yeah, that's pretty strong, I think. And you hear what she has to say there? it kind of sums it up, doesn't it?
3: We will improve literacy for our youngest students. We will reward our teachers with higher pay and we will empower parents with more choices so that no child is ever trapped in a failing school or sentenced to a lifetime in poverty. Parents are the cornerstone of a good education Our public schools do not belong to bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. They belong to you.
2: All right. All right. So that's what she had to say uh, in her time, in her inaugural address about education. She then turned her attention to taxes. Here's what she had to say about the income tax.
3: To help Arkansas businesses grow and create more jobs, we must continue responsibly phasing out the state income tax. I will work with lawmakers to pass an income tax this year and we must keep cutting it no matter how long it takes until we eventually wipe the income tax off the books forever. We will no longer surrender our jobs, our talent, our businesses, and our economic might to states like Tennessee and Texas that have no income tax. Arkansas is going to fight for every job. And let me be very clear, Arkansas will win.
2: All right, so those are two very important topics that the legislature now will be ready to uh, uh, tackle. That is education. And that is the cornerstone if you want to develop jobs in your state. The better the education process in a state, the more your students are learning, the more jobs will come to your state. Then, if you have a, uh, a tax structure that is friendly to business, that's friendly to the people who live here, you will bring even more jobs here to the state so let's uh, just say this is the way we'll have to look at how well we're doing in the state of arkansas are we ahead of tennessee in education no are we ahead of texas no are we ahead of them in taxes no so what do we got to do we got to get ahead of both of those states we're ahead of mississippi let's leave mississippi and and uh You know, give them a eat our dust kind of bumper sticker. And then we need to pass Missouri, Oklahoma, and even Kansas. Those are the states that surround us. We need to be better than every one of those states so that when somebody comes looking to place their company in a state here in this part of the union, they look first at the state of Arkansas. Arkansas. Another part that we wanted you to, to listen to, and because we, we talk about it all the time, we've got a bad case of it here in Little Rock, and that's crime. We have bad crime in Little Rock. We've got crime popping up in Conway, in Cabot, in Pine Bluff, all around us here in central Arkansas. What is the governor saying she wants to do about crime?
3: But to reach our full potential, we must have more than good jobs and great schools. Above all we must have safe streets. The people of Arkansas are eternally grateful for the courageous law enforcement officers who risk their lives every day to keep our families safe. They do it not for fame or glory, but because they love our state. They love their communities and they love their fellow citizens. Last month, our hearts broke when we learned of the tragic murder of Stuttgart Police Sergeant Daniel Scobie, who was cut down in the prime of his life by a violent repeat offender. Today, we vow that Sergeant Scobie's self- selfless sacrifice will not be in vain. We will end the crime wave. Plaguing our cities. We will end the hateful Defund the Police movement and we will stand up for the heroes of law enforcement every single day. Releasing unreformed and unrepentant criminals for no reason other than a lack of space in our prisons is not compassionate. It's foolish. It's dangerous. And under my leadership, it will end. We will shut the revolving door in our prisons, but it's not only locking people up. It's helping those in prison overcome addiction by focusing on mental health, faith-based programs, workforce skills, and doing things that challenge change from the inside out. We will give our police officers the resources they need, including more money for overtime pay, and we will ensure that violent criminals like the one who murdered Sergeant Scobie never, ever set foot in our communities again.
2: All right. So there's your three kind of main themes that you'll be able to follow during the legislative session. Education, taxes, crime. And you know the crime is going to be taken care of as well by the new Attorney General, Tim Griffin. He's been speaking about it consistently, and we'll try to get him on. I'll see if he can join us Tuesday uh, over at the Capitol and talk about that. Then finally, she wrapped it up. And I like the way she wrapped it up, talking about calling to make a change here in the state. But the only way that that happens is if we all work together. Here's the governor finishing it up from yesterday.
3: My mom once said that if God had given us the ability to look into the future, none of us would go beyond where we were at that moment. Fear of the unknown paralyzes us, but faith propels us to charge boldly ahead my fellow Arkansans we are not called to stand still in the face of great challenges you and I were put on this earth at this very moment to charge boldly ahead we know not what the future holds but we know who holds the future in his hands and with God as our witness And with God as our witness, we will show the world that there is still a place in America where freedom reigns and liberty will never die. And that place is Arkansas. It is an honor to fight by your side. Now let's roll up our sleeves and get to work. Thank you so much. May God bless you, and may God bless the great state of Arkansas. Thank okay. you very much.
2: That was her uh, uh, highlights of her speech from yesterday. Now, let me tell you, we'll play it again. We, we carried it live. The only news talk station in central Arkansas to carry that, that uh, speech live was our station. We thought that it was important enough to break away from our normal programming and to carry that speech live to you, and we did. And uh, tomorrow, I think it's important enough that I'm going to, I can't, I don't have time to do it today, but we will do it tomorrow in the first hour of the show, and you can hear her speech. So you can tune in in the morning, and you can listen to it. Don't forget about East End Towing. They're ready to help you. Evidently, there's a car broke down out on sixty-seven one sixty-seven southbound there in Jacksonville. Sounds like they need East End Towing right now. All right, get them, you know, either off the side, I don't know whether they're on the side of the road or, as some people do, stop in the middle of the road and then stay there. Kind of dumb, but that's what some people do. But anyway, wherever they're at, hopefully it's East End Towing that's going to get out there and take care of the job. If you ever get stuck, they can take care of you. All you have to do is call them, 501-888-8849. It's 501-888-8849. Back with more of the Dave Ellswick Show here in just a few moments. And seven executive orders signed by the governor yesterday. What were they? I'll tell you when we get back. I'll tell you what. Yesterday, the new governor of Arkansas, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who is, as I told you, the youngest uh, governor here in the United States, uh, daughter of a uh, sitting governor uh, that does... It was a governor here in the state uh, at the beginning of the 21st century, 2000s. And, uh, you know, now is the 47th governor of the state. Got a lot of coverage in a lot of the uh, different blogs, political blogs, all across the uh, social media sites. I know Daily Wire or Daily Caller was talking about her. Daily Wire was talking about her. And they were all talking about the executive orders. That she signed yesterday. She signed seven. What were they? Well, let me run over them for you. I've got a list right here. Executive order to institute an immediate hiring and promotion freeze. The state is on a hiring moratorium for any Arkansas government job, either new or vacancy in an existing position after January 10th yesterday. The uh, hiring process is terminated for anyone being interviewed who has not yet received a formal offer. If a department needs to hire someone, it must submit a, a request to the Department of Transformation and Shared Services for review by the Governor's Executive Review. Does doesn't apply to federally funded positions or jobs with the Arkansas Department of Corrections? or Department of Public Safety legislation, legislative and judicial branch hirings are also exempt. Number two, executive order to reduce, reduce government rules and regulations. All rules or rule changes will be submitted to the governor for approval before sending them to a legislative committee. Any regulation the legislature has not yet approved will be forwarded to the governor for review before execution. Any place where this would conflict with Arkansas law is exempt. A special clause uh, was that any rules submitted by a department to the government, governor for approval must include two rules for repeal. Arkansas lawmakers congratulate uh, Governor Huckabee uh, Sanders on inauguration. Uh, the state de- uh, inspector general, Uh, will renew and review all previous executive orders to find any possible waste. The inspector general will also prepare a list of all outstanding executive orders. All executive orders will be summarized, emphasizing those issues during the COVID-19 pandemic. A report will be provided to the governor within 90 uh, days. Executive Order to uh, Protect Taxpayers and Reduce Waste in the Department of Commerce Division of Workforce Services Unemployment Insurance Program. The uh, Department of Commerce Secretary will review unemployment payments to reduce fraud, including uh, cross-checking recipients with incarceration records. This will include checking for multiple claims from a single Internet address or other ways, and an unemployed employment uh, recipient may be gaming the system. The governor will receive a quarterly report on the fraud-fighting efforts of the department. Executive Order to Prohibit Indoctrination and Critical Race Theory in Schools. In this order, Sanders calls Critical Race Theory an indoctrination that is uh, Antiethical to the traditional American value of neutrality, equality, and fairness. The order directs the Secretary of Education to review that department, contractors, guest speakers, and lecturers, and that they do not indoctrinate, which the order states violates Articles 4 and 6 of the Civil Rights Act. Executive Order to Protect State Information and communication technology from the influence of the adversarial foreign governments. The uh, order cites TikTok being owned by a Chinese company and concerns about information security through its data. Uh, Loading TikTok uh, or the TikTok app on any state device is forbidden now, including computers or phones. It also requires its removal on any device within 30 Days. Quickly, the other last two, uh, executive order, institute, and immediate hiring and promotions freeze. And we talked about that a moment ago. So went over to seven of them for you. So now you know what that is. Grover Nor- Norquist, uh, Americans for Taxation, you know, reforming, is going to be on with us here in the next half hour. I want to talk to him about what's going on with the House and what's happening with all those IRS agents that are supposed to be brought on board. The White House saying that they'll stop it. Let's talk to Grover about it when we get back. On 101.1 FM, The Answer. Now, don't forget now, starting Monday, it's the Ellswick Show on steroids. Uh, we, uh, change, we're going to change the time. We're going to start at 7 a.m. in the morning because that is the number one hour for listenership on radio all across the Fruited Plain. And then... Uh, We'll go until 11 o'clock, so we're going back to four hours uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Also, don't forget that starting Tuesday, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I will be live from the Capitol. We'll be covering the session that is starting now, and we'll catch up with them on Tuesday. We'll have uh, Doyle Webb and a lot of other people on with us on Tuesday and talk about what uh, the uh, Republican-led co- uh, legislature here in Arkansas is wanting to do. And number two, number one, is going to be education. That's the first thing they're really going to start tackling here in the state. But number two, and that's why I've got Grover Norquist sitting in the wings right now ready to talk to us, is income tax. They want to get rid of the income tax and continue to uh, phase it out because there's two things you can do in your state to make it uh, a landing spot for new business and uh, a lot of jobs, and that is having a workforce that is educated and have a tax system that is business-friendly and also friendly to the workers of those businesses. Isn't that right, Grover Norquist?
1: That is absolutely true, and uh, one of the things that was sad to see was North Dakota in the past used to have very high taxes, uh, and they kept putting money into the North Dakota University, so that everybody in North Dakota could be very well educated when they moved somewhere else upon graduation. Yeah,
2: well, we're not doing that. We're we're getting ready. If you're ready for this, honey, Grover, we're getting ready to yep. to to do universal free. Uh, you know, free choice uh, for schools here in the state of Arkansas. We're going to follow the likes of Arizona and Florida and others, and uh, we're going to really make education count for uh, its people here in the state of Arkansas.
1: That is amazing. Uh, education is the largest expenditure in most states, about half the state budgets or so. Um, I mean, that getting that and giving handing choice to parents. Control of where you're allowed to go to school. I mean, why didn't we think this up first? <laughs> How did we end up with a oh you you live there? That's the grocery store you go to, mm-hmm. and and here are all your assigned decisions based on where you live, as opposed to you know people of cars.
2: Well, here's the, here's the key. My my zip code doesn't tell me where I can shop at. Only where I have to put yeah. my kid in in school. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. So I'm excited. I'm going to be broadcasting live from the Capitol like I used to do before COVID. Now we're we're going back and uh, we'll have all the newsmakers on every Tuesday and Thursday. And any other day, we got to be there when the big bills are coming up for uh, votes and things of, of that nature. Let's talk about our legislature in Washington, the House Finally, got their act together after the fifteenth vote for speaker. They got that, got that taken care of, and uh, McCarthy promised us one of the first things that he would be doing is getting rid of those eighty-seven thousand IRS agents. And guess what? They're, they're 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 following through with a Grover. But now the president says he's going to he's going to veto that. Can he veto the the legislature from not financing something?
1: Oh, sure. Because when in, in one of the bills, it was one of the bills last year, uh, the Democrats, only Democrats, House and Senate, voted to fund this stuff. Okay. And they voted to raise a lot of taxes and other stuff. And that doesn't go away unless you get the House and the Senate to say, undo it, and the president signs it. So we're going to be encouraged by good stuff that the Republican House passes. We're even sometimes going to be encouraged at good stuff. Maybe the Democrat Senate passes, because there are seven Democratic senators up for election in two years, and they cannot run looking like Joe Biden's clump, not in the red states. And so we may get some things passed by both houses. But Biden is the, effectively the most left-wing president we've ever had in the country. Uh, my guess is he will sign very little, but he could he could help us on the IRS if we do our job and have investigations asking, so why did the IRS decide to destroy the Tea Party movement by not letting people incorporate? Why has the IRS been illegally stealing and, le- and leaking people's data so that they can be attacked by left-wing mobs uh, you know, and, and, and uh, denounced because they gave money to a conservative thing? You know, we, we need to walk through all of that, things that we know that happened, but where the American people haven't seen it completely, and we need to open it up so people can see what's going on.
2: So let me, let me ask this question. Do you think it was an oversight by the uh, J6 committee that they allowed all of those, uh, uh, you know, Social Security numbers to get released out into the public?
1: Uh, no, this administration has been doing a great deal of that sort of thing. Um, and it doesn't mean that Biden, you know, ordered it. Biden doesn't put people in prison in the IRS, even though it's legally a five-year-go-to-jail thing, when they handed out thousands of people's tax returns, um, which they then handed to a left-wing group, which can, you know, attack people with it. It selectively leak your tax data. your your privacy there. No one's, they haven't even found the person. Of course, there's a very small number of people who have access to all IRS um, data and everybody's uh, tax returns. So of course they know who it is, but they don't care. And they gave them $80 billion to play with after that happened. Talk about, Oh, did you violate the law? And and should somebody go to jail? Well, here's $80 billion just to let you know, we don't care. Do
2: more of that yeah do the america does the american public you believe understand that with the uh, republicans taking over congress even though it's a small minority don't need a big mi- majority i mean look you got uh, you got a small majority you don't need a large majority i mean look the democrats have proven that over with nancy pelosi over here over the last few years uh that this oversight thing is really important. And not only is it important, but it's important that the Republicans get in there and say, hey, the Democrats have been telling you this, 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 and this. Wait a second. They're saying this, but what about that? They're not talking about that. They're only talking about this.
1: Oh, absolutely. Oversight is the one thing that they can be sure to do effectively with just one part of the legislature. To pass laws, you have to have the House and the Senate. Democrats control the Senate. You have to have the House and the Senate and a presidential signature. Now, we can get some of that with good oversight. We got uh, Clinton, Bill Clinton, to sign a bill that clipped the wings of the IRS back in the uh, 1997-78 because they'd done very good hearings highlighting the problems in the IRS then.
2: Is it important, then, that they get out and they they uh, bring this material to the American people so the American people can see it and can digest it and then act on it?
1: Absolutely. And they shouldn't say, we know this happened, we're going to prove it, the way the Democrats did with uh, their sort of January 6th thing. Why would you listen to them? They'd already made up their mind, right? So, what you knew is they weren't going to look at any data. that went somewhere else. So we need to say, look, there seems to be a problem here. Let's look and then open it up. And then when everybody can see, I'd wait until the American people are livid and mad. Why haven't you done something? And then pass the law. Don't pass the law first. Wait until people understand what's going on.
2: Okay. How do we do that when the, the media doesn't cover a lot of the stuff that we're, we're going to be investigating?
1: Uh, this is why it's all up to you on talk radio, you personally. Um, uh, we cannot uh, expect the establishment press to, to do our work for us or even honestly reflect what's going on. There, there are times, as in the 1990s uh, IRS hearings, when it's so exciting and it's so interesting that just to sell newspapers the New York t- Times covers it because they want you to watch their TV show the establishment press will cover it. So have some drama in there. Do the do the work. Get it out. Tease it out. Don't announce ahead of time what you know you know, even if you've read the end of the book, don't announce it. Let it let it tease out so people can find it. And that will get people watching what you're doing, at which point it becomes increasingly difficult for the establishment press to ignore it or lie about it.
2: You know, a uh, good example of uh, the press will cover uh, stories that they think are sexy. Is that, That's the word that we tend to use within, yeah. within mm-hmm. the quarters. And that is, uh, look at CBS jumping on this thing about the documents that the president was found to have in a uh, closet, a locked closet, in uh, a building there in D.C. Uh, yes, and of
1: course, they're missing the big story. The story isn't that he took some home too. Most presidents take something home. That's, that's why it's a little bit rough when they went after Trump the way they did. But they've known since before the election that he had done the same thing Trump did, and mm-hmm. they waited till two months after the election to allow it to become public. Which means the Justice Department is not the Justice Department; it's the personal lawyer for the president.
2: Yeah, and that's not what they are. They're the Justice yep. Department. All right. They're uh, supposed to be. Yeah, that they're suppo- you're right. They're supposed to be. All right, we're sitting here talking uh, to a good friend of mine that deals with taxes, and uh, he'll be back with us in just a moment. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back and finish up our conversation. I want to remind you about Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Everybody that I show my new medallion to that I wear and that my wife wears that I had developed and then had uh, put together by Eric Coleman, uh, who owns Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, they go, wow, I want one of those. And then I kind of reminded them that, well, this was for me and my wife, but they go, I want one. I like the looks of that. It, it really does inca- in, encapsulate all the, the parts of our faith. And I, and I said, well, if if you're set on getting one, just go over and talk to Eric Coleman and he'll He'll uh, put it together for you as well and make it look just as nice as he did for myself and my wife. Uh, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry is located at 3000 Cavanaugh. You can stop by, just talk to Eric. You don't have to call him. Just stop by and visit with him. He's open Monday through Saturday, uh, 10 to 6. He loves meeting people, and he'll definitely love and uh, look forward to making one of these medallions for you and your Wife. Okay, open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6, 3,000 Kavanaugh. If you want more than just what we talked about, about the medallion, I, I've got my wife for Christmas. Uh, then check out what's in the display cases. Check out some of his other unique creations he has. you have got some estate jewelry. Stop by. He'll tell you what it's worth. And if you have something that needs a repair or needs some cleaning, he'll take care of that as well. He's your full, uh, you know, jeweler. He does everything. That's Hillcrest Designer Jewelry and Eric Coleman. Norquist is our special guest. I always have him come on when we want to talk about taxes, when we're looking at making uh, foundational changes in the way we govern here in the uh, United States In control of the House, at least for the first few days of their uh, their start here on the uh, I think it's 118th legislative session. They seem to be showing some really uh, good discipline. Uh, and I, I'm liking what I'm hearing from the chairman. I mean, we've already had the chairman uh, dealing with Mayorkas and saying that they're going to go after him and they're looking to uh, to impeach him. And uh, we've got others that are uh, are talking about, uh, hey, what about this money that we're hearing about going to uh, this Biden uh, uh, office office? Uh, uh, there in Washington D.C. I mean, everybody's hearing about the uh, files that were found there. There's been millions of dollars funneled uh, through that office, and now that's starting to come out. That's kind of interesting. That's stuff that needs to be l- looked in, Grover.
1: Oh, absolutely. There's there is a target-rich environment out there, and I just think we need to be pleasant and smile and keep demanding answers, and making sure the American people get to see this, and a little bit shaming the establishment press that they didn't do this themselves.
2: Yeah, and I agree with that. I wholeheartedly agree with it. I mean, today, as I was listening to this story about, I think it's 29, over $29 million that have been funneled from the Chinese and Ukrainians into that, uh, that office building. For, uh, for what? We don't know. So it'd be nice to know about what's going on there, don't you think?
1: There are a lot of things that they need to be more transparent on. And I think that we need to do this both because Biden has been so clearly opaque and not transparent, but also to make sure that no president in the future does these sorts of things. No Justice Department gets this corrupted.
2: Yeah, I would sure hope so. I sure would hope so. So what what's your thoughts about uh, what the Republicans, how they seem right now? Seems to me this is a group that, uh, once they got a little bit of their own infighting out of the way, uh, are ready to turn their attention on what the Democrats have been up to and that they are truly the enemy of this country now.
1: Well, the Democrats are being very expensive to the United States in terms of debt and spending and regulatory costs and uh, it's been very damaging, and some of that you can fix as the opposition party. Certainly, you can stop the bleeding. You can stop the bleeding. They cannot pass a tax increase as long as the Republicans control the House. Uh, the vast majority of Republicans have signed the Taxpayer Protection Pledge. Uh, that's the Pledge of the Americans for Tax Form, the group i chair, Share with everybody. Say, would you... Like the promised American people, and we'll put it up on the website so everybody can see that you will never, ever, 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 ever vote for a tax increase. And since 1994, when the Republicans swept the House and Senate, that happened to be the year when 96% of them made the pledge never to raise taxes, and they've kept it since then. Only when the Democrats controlled the House, the Senate, and the the, uh, presidency have you been able to pass tax increases, as long as the Republicans had control of the House or the Senate, no tax increase. And that's been helpful. So at least we stop tax increases and any new monumental spending, as long as Republicans have at least a House, we can say no.
2: All right. So that's great that we can stop them from uh, adding additional spending. I'm, I'm really excited that you have uh, the Republicans at the House saying they want to get back to normal business where – you sit and you look at the budget, and uh, you don't come up with this omnibus. So you have specific things you look at and do the markups on, and then you vote on it, and then you put them together, and you got yourself a budget, and you get it done, and it's ready to go by October of uh, the next fiscal year. Uh, I'm excited about that. I think that the the, the, the Republicans can hold the sway and, and do that. Now, with what they're doing as far as— uh taxes spending you know the debt things of that because people quit talking about the debt that used to be a hot topic suddenly it became not such a hot topic and you start seeing you know like five trillion dollars spent as fast as they could get it and print it and they still haven't even put all of it into the uh, economy yet uh how do we use that to make things go our way in 2024
1: uh, well, we go out there at the state level and do what Arkansas is doing, school choice, phasing the income tax down to zero. I'm in North Dakota right now testifying this morning about phasing their income tax down to zero. Red states, uh, 10 red states are, lo- are moving to phase their income tax down to zero on top of the eight we already have. Uh, so re- Republicans are out there making the case for lower taxes, school choice. We don't have control of the House and Senate in in Washington, D.C. We can't show the American people what the Republican Party in power does. But but we can in about 20 20 states. And while you do that, that helps educate the Congress. And it reminds Republicans where they are and the American people where Republicans are. And so then -hmm. when the Republicans pass certain things that Biden vetoes, people still understand, oh, I got it. The problem's Biden
2: okay well have fun in North Dakota I worked up there for a couple of years up in uh, Grand Forks you are you down oh, wow. in, are you down in Fargo
1: Bismarck you're in Bismarck, Bismarck. okay, okay. Capital. yeah
2: yeah so you're a out little towards little the west
1: cool here today yeah,
2: yeah what's the, what's cool.
1: the temperature right now oh dear it's uh it is it's double digits still. but it's, it's, uh, oh okay
2: so it's a warm winter day <laughs> North Dakota. Yeah, that's
1: it. That's it. And <laughs> that's I can it. see out the window; the snow's not that high.
2: Okay. Well, that's good. Grover, have a great day. I want to thank you for joining us. For people to keep up on all this uh, information, where should they go on the internet?
1: H uh, E R Americans for Tax Firm, A T R dot O R G.
2: All right. Thank you, Grover. We'll talk to you in the near future. We appreciate you, brother. Hey. Right. Thanks for having me on. All right. Couple minutes. Couple minutes before uh, seven o'clock. Coming up after top of the hour. We're going to be talking to uh, Congressman uh, Bruce Westerman. We've switched the times around today for uh, the reason that uh, Congressman Hill had something come up. He couldn't be on until uh, about a quarter till uh, 8, so he'll take uh, Bruce Westerman's time. Bruce Westerman will take uh, Hill's time, and uh, but we'll hear what they have to say. We'll talk to them about this whole thing about the IRS agents and all of that and trying to keep them from being uh, turned loose on the American people. And, uh, you know, they did a study on uh, who are the people that have uh, the most, uh, that the IRS goes in and looks at the closest to get the money from, and it's people who make, are you ready for this, under $25,000. That's the majority of the people who get audited. Because you know what, that's easy money for them. You can go after those people. They—they're not going to hire lawyers, high-priced lawyers and stuff. Folks that are making you know millions, they're going to try to keep it. They'll have their own lawyers and they'll—they'll uh, they'll make them fight for it, and then it costs them more money than they want to pay on the government side. Just keep that in mind when you hear that they're going after the people not paying their taxes. That means you. Dave Ellswick show back after the news. All right. Big story going on right now as we wait uh, for uh, Congressman Westerman to give us a a call. I know that he can't be with us next week, but I I heard that he would join us today. So uh, maybe wires got uh, crossed because uh, Congressman Hill had to move into his slot. So we'll we'll hope for the best here and see if we can get him on today. Uh, The FAA has ordered all U.S. flights to delay departures until 8 a.m. our time. Seems that a computer outage at the FAA brought flights to a standstill across the U.S. with hundreds of delays quickly uh, cascading through the system at airports nationwide. The FAA ordered all U.S. flights to delay department, uh, departures until 9 a.m. Eastern, which is uh, 8 a.m. our time, though airlines said that they were aware, were aware of the situation and uh, had already uh, begun grounding flights. At about 7.30 Eastern, there were more than 1,200 delay flights within, into, or out of the United States. That, according to the flight tracking website, Flight aware, more than 100 have been canceled. Most of the delays are concentrated along the East Coast, but we're beginning to spread west. Uh, Inbound international flights are into Miami International Airport. They continue to land, but all departures have been delayed since uh, 6.30 uh, Eastern, said airport spokesman Greg Chin. The FAA said it was working on restoring its notice-to-air mission system. Quote, we are performing final validation checks and reloading the system now. Uh, The FAA said operations across the national airspace system are affected. The agency said that some functions are beginning to come back online, but that National airspace system operations remain limited. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg said in a tweet that he is in touch with the FAA and monitoring the uh, situation. Uh, Read that. Ooh, they just woke me up out of being asleep, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, United Airlines said that it had temporarily delayed all domestic flights and uh, would issue an update once it learned more from the FAA. The FAA is working to restore what is known as the Notice-to-Air Mission System. Before uh, commencing a flight, pilots are required to consult NOTAMs, or Notices-to-Air Missions, which uh, list potential adverse impacts on flights from ...runway construction to the potential for icing. The systems used to be telephone-based with pilots calling dedicated flight service stations for the information, but it has now moved online. There is a potential for widespread disruption because of the outage. All aircraft are required to route through the system, including commercial and military flights. European flights into the U.S. appeared to be largely unaffected as of this time. Irish carrier uh, Lignus said services to the U.S. continue, and Dublin Airport's website showed that its flight to Newark, Boston, Chicago, and Los Angeles were running on schedule. We plan to operate all transatlantic flights as scheduled today, the carrier said. We will continue to monitor, but we do not anticipate any disruption to our services arising from the technical issue in the U.S. The FAA said it would provide frequent updates as it made progress. Well, I definitely will tell you this. I want to know why it went down. Did it go down because, you know, people were supposed to be doing, you know, some kind of uh, work on the system to make sure that it stayed up and running and maybe uh, they got behind on it and uh, the preventive maintenance uh, didn't get done and it caused the system to go down. Or worst can, uh, case scenario uh, is the problem that uh, somebody hacked into our system. You think about that, if that's the case, that's dangerous stuff that somebody could get in and hack into the FAA. That's not, not Good. All right, so we haven't heard yet from uh, Congressman Westerman. We'll see if perhaps we hear from him before the bottom of the hour. If not, we'll probably hear from him at 7.35, talk to him for about 10 minutes, and then we'll switch over and talk to Congressman Hill. A lot of things going on up on the hill that we're going to want to talk to them about. President down uh, in Mexico, the Three Amigos, don't you just love that one? Uh, uh <coughs> I mean, I'm wondering you know they're doing that, but anyway, you got that all going on. uh, we'll talk about that uh, what's going on about the cartels? Are they talking about that? Are they deciding there's things that need to be done because something's gonna have to be done I mean right now the uh, the Congress is asking that they be uh you know made into terrorists. And if that is uh, something that is done, uh, we have uh, some military options that we can take against them as well. Although I don't expect the, the president to show any nuts at all and do anything to to stop the cartel from pushing their their poisons into our country and and uh, you know taking people's money and getting them across the Rio Grande. I don't expect them to. Do, I don't expect Biden to do squat about that. There's uh, questions about those uh, uh, documents that have been found, top secret documents that have been found. Did you hear Clyburn today, Uh, Congressman Clyburn? They they asked him if uh, this concerned him, and he said no, and they said, well, these are top secret documents. Doesn't that work you and uh, bother you? And he said, no, that doesn't bother me at all. And he's one of the biggest people screaming and hollering about Trump. And hypocrisy is amazing in Washington, D.C. But hopefully we'll get to talk to both of the congressmen about all of that here as we move along here on the Dave Ellswick uh, uh, show. So stories that are out there that we've been following, the one about the, of course, the uh, top secret documents, we've been following that. Uh the GOP, Monday night, uh, voted to uh, rescind more than $70 billion in funding for the Internal Revenue Service, threatening to, to uh, kill uh, the Biden administration's plan to dramatically expand the tax collection bureaucracy. The measure succeeded, with 221 Republicans voting in favor, 210 Democrats uh, opposing uh, was pushed through by Adrian Smith of Nebraska, Republican; Michelle Steele, Republican, out of California. The bill targets the massive amounts of money allocated to the IRS in the deceptively named Inflation Reduction Act. From Fox News, the White House said Monday it would veto the bill that passed in the Republican majority House that would claw back 72 billion in funds used to hire tens of thousands of eternal revenue service staff over the next decade. So that's something to talk to the congressman about as well. All right. Quarter after seven, let's go ahead and get a break in, uh, start moving our breaks through and getting them taken care of. And uh, then uh, we will make our way to the bottom of the hour and then hope we'll hear from both congressmen coming up in the next half hour. Don't forget about Pat Davis With uh, your health plan, man, uh, and what they can do for you, save you 30 to 50% uh, right off the top of what you're paying on your health insurance. Make sure you don't pay any copays. Make sure that those deductibles are cut back as well. So you save thousands of dollars over the year. I mean, it may only be a couple of hundred, maybe $350 a month, but that still adds up to a lot of milk and butter and bread and cheese that you can buy, all right? So just know that it saves you a lot of money, and it cuts out the middlemen. middlemen are robbing you of uh, all kinds of money, and this will make that stop happening. So you want to call or text them at 501-605-6935. Let's hit that again. It's uh, 501-605-6935, or visit them, and talk to them at yourhealthplanman.com. They cleared up that uh, that stalled car on 67 67 southbound. Yeah, it'd been all right if it was going northbound because that's when everybody's going home. But everybody's coming to work. <laughs> it was on the southbound side. So they got it taken care of. Things are moving smoothly. Now that is a good thing. I need to, to clear up something I said. I said that... Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders was 49. She's not, all right. Uh, she's like 39. She's just going on 40. She's the youngest uh, uh, governor in the the United States. So I wanted to correct that, and I apologize for that uh, that mistake here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick show. By the way, I was just looking at the uh, the weather, and what they're saying. They're saying that the uh, the rain should move into our area about midnight, and uh, it's going to go until about, oh two 2 a.m., and then it's going to start petering uh, out. And by the time most of us are getting ready to come to work, we'll be down to about 30% chance of rain. But overnight, uh, I'm just sitting here looking. It looks like we're going to get about a half an inch, maybe three-quarters of an inch of rain here uh, in uh, central Arkansas. So, uh, it's already wet out there. It's just going to get a little wetter. But it's nothing like what they're getting out on uh, the West Coast uh, from California up to Oregon right now. They're calling the, the jet stream that's running over them right now a river. It is just they have gotten more rain here in these this first 10 days, uh, now 11th day of January, than they get all year long. They got over 15 inches of rain. Uh, during this time. So, but you know, with that said, this is not necessarily a really bad thing uh, that they're doing uh, that's happening to them because, you know, they've had a drought, a severe drought in that area uh, for several years now, about three years, I think it is. So, this is uh, already, and they've been talking about it, it's refilled their reservoirs and uh, it's going to continue to fill their reservoirs. And time looks like now until. There's no more room for water. But because they haven't taken care of building the dams and all the rest of the stuff that they've said that they wanted to build uh, since the 1990s, most of the water that's falling into the rivers on top of the earth is just going out into the Pacific Ocean. They're losing all that water that they could use uh, there in their states. And, so when california continues to try to you know monopolize the colorado river uh those states are not going to be happy because if they would take care of uh the stuff that they need to take care of uh they'd have they'd have plenty of water it's going to be interesting i i guess we should ask uh congressman west uh, westerman about that when he does get on today because he's going to be the the head of the natural resources committee in the house and see what he's going to be telling them. I know that's part of his oversight. He's got to find out what the uh, the states are doing in conjunction with federal law to uh, take care of those issues. So it would be interesting to hear what he has to say. So I'm making a note to myself to uh, ask him about what's happening out west and uh, what are some things, is that going to be some of the things that are Number one on his uh, docket to deal with uh, in his committee. Yeah, he's a committee chair now, natural resources. That's exciting. We got a lot of good people, and they're being used uh, up in Washington D.C. And that is a a good thing. All right, so uh, the a uh, House Republican now. Has filed articles of impeachment against the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas, following through with a promise several GOP lawmakers made before taking control of the lower chamber earlier this month. Uh, Congressman Pat Fallon, Republican of Texas, introduced the articles of impeachment in the House Monday, accusing Mayorkas of committing high crimes and misdemeanors. Uh, The articles have been referred to the House Judiciary Committee uh, for further action. Fox News saying Fallon's first article alleges that Mayorkas has failed to faithfully execute the Secure the Defense Act of 2006. The article says that law, that that law requires the Secretary of Homeland Security to, quote, maintain operational control over the entire international land and maritime borders of the United States. The second article alleges that Mayorkas is in violation of his constitutional oath and willfully provided perjurious, false, and misleading testimony to uh, Congress. So that would be interesting. A lot of people... Ask me, well, Dave, why we want to do that? He gets, you know, all they can do is bring the impeachment uh, in the House side, and they got to have the trial over on the Senate side. Senate side, Democrats control it. Uh, they're they're not going to vote against a Mayorkas. Well, I don't know if that's the case or not, but here's what I do know: uh, at least we, as Republicans, can uh, present the facts of the matter of what's going on on the border. And make the uh, the Democrats in the Senate say, "Well, that doesn't matter," or and look stupid, or uh, look stupider, and uh, and say, "Well, we're not going to we're not going to get him get rid of him." I think uh, there is a good possibility Mayorkas may be on a, a very short pier right now and walking quickly towards the water. So we'll see what out uh, what all happens with that. Uh, McCarthy keeping his word on something else. I mean the. The uh, Republicans are doing right now what they said uh, that they would do. He uh, repeatedly promised over the past uh, two years that when the GOP took control of the House, he was going to remove uh, Congressman Schiff, Congressman Swalwell, and uh, Congresswoman Omar from their respective committees. And McCarthy has followed through on that promise now. Uh, Monday, he confirmed that Omar would be removed from the Foreign Affairs Committee and that Shift and, uh, and uh, Solwell would be kicked off the Intelligence Committee. Now, uh, Solwell has been under scrutiny by Republicans after it was reported in 2020 that a suspected Chinese spy, a very pretty spy, Chinese spy I might add had developed relations with the California Democrat in what US officials believe was an extensive political intelligence operation run by China between 2011 and 2015 so uh, you know what kind of pillow talk were they having I mean that's the question that's uh, that's what uh, they do you know there there are there are people that will do anything for their countries, especially communist countries, and even here in the United States, we have people that will do uh, anything uh, that they're asked to do. Not a not a good a good thing uh, to be known for. Uh, Fox News reporting that a group of over 100 Republicans had co-sponsored a House uh, resolution to condemn the violence, vandalism, and intimidation by uh, pro-choice groups following last year's unprecedented leak of the Supreme Court opinion overturning Roe v. Wade. Yeah, what's happened about that? We still don't know who did that. You you can't tell me they can't figure that out. Surely somebody has gotten some information that they can share with uh, the elected officials and the American people who did this? And I sure would like to know. Uh, congressman Mike Johnson of Louisiana, joined by 100 GOP co sponsors, announced the resolution uh, yesterday morning. The congressman intends to bring the resolution to a vote on the floor uh, today. All right, Bill O'Reilly is coming up here in just about 30 seconds. Then I will be back and uh, we'll hopefully have. Uh, Congressman Westerman on to talk to us, and then we'll hear from Congressman Hill, both while they're up in washington d c and we can ask him some different questions. I'll be asking uh, Congressman Westerman if he gets on here about what's going on out west with all this water and what are they what what can he do with his committee? Uh, on natural resources to save that water. Hey, don't forget that uh, the flights here in the United States, uh, domestic flights have been grounded until 8 o'clock this morning, our time. So if you're heading off to the airport, know you're going to have a little wait. uh, And uh, there's already been over 1,200 flights that have been canceled here in the States because of this computer glitch that happened, or we'll find out what happened. You know, was it a hack? Was it just a glitch? Uh, Did somebody not do some preventive maintenance? Uh, We'll get an answer, I hope, on all of this uh, before it's all over. All right, let's go to Washington, D.C., and let's talk to Congressman Bruce Westerman. And he is now the chairman of the uh, Natural Resources uh, Committee. And, uh, Congressman, are you going to be having uh, hearings dealing with What's going out and on in California with all of this rain, and how they weren't prepared for it?
4: Yeah. Uh, good morning, Dave. California water, Western water is going to be a big part of the uh, hearings that we have. And you know, what's not being told about that story is California is missing a tremendous opportunity right now. They're they're not holding a lot of this water back. Uh, I just got an update yesterday on all the. Reservoir levels out there, and most of them below fifty percent. And this would be a phenomenal time to uh, to capture the water and build the reservoirs back up. But because of uh, court judgments and um, you know political reasons, they're not able to hold the water back like they should. So it uh, you you see it playing out on the news, what's happening out there with the uh, the flooding and everything, but. What they're not telling you is they're, uh, they're letting a lot of this water go that they could be filling the reservoirs back up with.
2: Now, Ellen DeGeneres was on Twitter, and she said it's because Mother Nature is angry.
4: It's because California Democrats are <laughs> incompetent.
2: <laughs> Thank you very much. By the way, is this, uh, are they getting this kind of rain over in Nevada as well? Is it going to help Lake Mead at all?
4: Uh, Lake Mead's not in bad shape. The problem is, well, I'm I'm sorry, Lake Mead is in bad shape. Lake Powell and Lake Mead are both in bad shape. No, it's uh, so far not moved over the mountain, but they desperately need to get more water into the Colorado River system. Um, So uh, hopefully some of it will will end up over there, and what they really need is a a really heavy snowpack, Uh, so that it melts slowly and fills not only the reservoirs back up, but also the uh, aquifers out there. So they've really had to pump the aquifers hard uh, because there's not been as much water in the the reservoirs.
2: Well, I know the snowpack in California is like uh, 20-something inches. They're really got a great snowpack going on right now. They were talking about that yesterday. So... They should do all right during the summertime and when they, all of that uh, melts off and starts running down there. but it's like you said, they haven't built like a new dam since the nineties. They haven't been doing their their due diligence. they've been spending money on uh, you know making uh, uh, you know regular old cars illegal in the state instead of uh, you know building uh, the infrastructure they need to take care of the water that they need in that state.
4: Yeah, and the uh, I think we've talked about this before, but there's already been approved and funded to raise Shasta Dam 18 feet, mm-hmm. which would add several hundred thousand acre feet of water uh, and would uh, make great strides towards addressing water shortages in California. But the environmentalists have got that blocked, won't let them raise Uh, Shasta Dam. There's another dam that's been permitted to be built. It's held up with litigants. And as a result, we've seen some very tough times out there. This past summer, there were about 600,000 acres of farmland in the Central Valley that lay dormant because they couldn't get um, water for irrigation. But when you look at the, the amount of rainfall in California every year, um, about half of it gets released for, quote, environmental reasons. Um, about 10% of it goes to commercial and residential, and about 40% goes to agriculture. And what the enviros are doing, <clears throat> are trying to pull more of that away from agriculture uh, to do these environmental releases that are very questionable to begin with. And what it's doing is driving farmers out of business and making food prices go up for the whole country.
2: Incredible. All right, last question for you, because we've got uh, Congressman Hills taking a part of your time today. I hope you don't mind. But he's going to join us at Uh,
4: about
2: 46 to, to, to talk to us. Let me ask you a real quick question. Are you happy with now that we got through the uh, the fight for the speakership that everything seems to be smoothing out and Republicans seem to be pulling together?
4: Yeah, you know, we passed the bill out of the House to repeal the 87,000 IRS agents. We passed the bill to the Select Committee on China, so we're already delivering on the commitment to America. Uh, it was painful last week, but we worked through it, and I think we'll be better for it, and Uh, I'm I'm ready to go uh, you mentioned it earlier but I just finally got the official confirmation to be chairman of the committee we had to vote on that after we got the rules established so we're going gangbusters getting that all set up getting ready for our first hearing uh, so we can start moving bills through the committee and put them on the floor
2: when's the first meeting going to be? I'll make make sure I Uh, turn on C-SPAN
4: well, as far as the first hearing, we have not scheduled that yet. Okay. We'll be having internal internal uh, meetings. Uh, our, our very first meeting is we will have to adopt rules for the committee. So you've got a lot of formalities that you go through uh, before you can actually start hearing legislation. But we hope to be uh, up and running no later than the 1st of February. We've still got a – I still don't have the dais of members. That's why – what happened last week just delayed everything and we're now working on to get members on committees and uh, we're about a week behind of where we would have been had we not had all the drama last week.
2: All right. All right. Well, we'll be waiting and uh, you let us know. And then, like I said, I'll tune you on on C-SPAN. I'm sure they'll, I'll be able to watch and see what's going on. Thanks for joining us this morning. I'll let you get back to work here in D.C. and we'll talk to you week after next. I understand that you can't be with us next week, so we'll see you the following week.
4: Sounds good, Dave. Thank
2: you. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Congressman Bruce Westerman here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're going to let him go. Congressman Hill will join us in just a moment. Let me remind you about Billy Mack and ICU protection. I got a really nice uh, text yesterday from a listener who said that they had called Billy Mack and made an appointment for him to come on out and to uh, take a look at the house and set them up for, uh, you know, security, get everything ready to go. And so uh, I uh, thank them for doing that. They also said that they'll tell Billy that uh, they called because they had heard about him on the Dave Ellswick show. Get the digital panel, the door and window sensors, indoor-outdoor cameras, uh, the motion detection, all of that from Billy Mac and the company that takes care of Nuke One. They can take care of your home. They can take care of your business. They won't charge you for any of the hardware they're going to set you up with. All of that is yours to keep. Uh, they'll, they'll make their money up later uh, on that over time. All you have to do is pay for the service, and the service charge, and I can attest to this since I am uh, with ICU protection, that it's going to be very, very good. Uh, As far as the price goes, it will be very, very competitive. That's Billy Mack, ICU Protection. Give him a call, 501-205-1333. 59
5: degrees here. It's 748 this morning in the Little Rock Metro area. You're listening here on 101.1, the answer to the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's look at your traffic report right now. In the Little Rock Metro area, it looks like we have an accident on I-630 looks like it's the eastbound lane at mile marker 5.6. It's actually right down from us, uh, not far from University. So if you are coming in that way, be aware of that. And then on I-30 eastbound coming in from Benton and Bryant, it is not looking good either. Uh, lots of congestion there. And then I-40, I-30 interchange uh, in North Little Rock has also backed up quite a bit. And then the I-40, I-430 interchange coming South over the Arkansas River. Lots of congestion there uh, as well. But that's going to be a look at your traffic report one last time this morning. Let's get back into the Dave Elswick Show.
2: Stimulating talk with Dave Ellswick on 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, let's finish up this, uh, this hour. Coming up at 9 o'clock, don't forget the folks from Hollinger Tax uh, Resolution will be with us. We're going to talk about taxes. And speaking of taxes, we've got Congressman Hill on with us right now. You all carried through with what you said you would do. Uh, you're going to try to cut out that money for those 87,000 IRS agents, but it sounds like the, uh, uh, the president is going to try to uh, make you have to fund them no matter what.
5: Yeah, morning, uh, Dave. Good to be with you. Yeah, we kept one of our commitments to America this week by passing a bill to what's called rescind the funding for $72 billion that was going to be used to hire 87,000 new IRS agents because, look, as we did our due diligence on that bill and in the debate about the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, we kept finding we don't need that many people. You know, we don't need that. Uh, the target is not billionaires. If you want to find the billionaires, they're in Forbes magazine. You can just read the list. This is about going after people who are self-employed or people who uh, are small-time earners doing projects on the weekend and things like that. So, and, and the IRS has clearly indicated that's the case by saying they were going to look at $600 passing through somebody's checking account. So it was a, a big vote. I don't expect uh, Biden to be moved by it. Uh, We'll be pressing our friends in the Senate to try to do something that also claws back some of that money, which will be tough in a Democratic Senate.
2: Explain to the listeners what the Republicans in the House are looking to do. No more omnibuses. So if that's the case, then it's going to be business as normal, which means you're supposed to take a look at the budget and look at each specific area of the budget and then do the write-ups and things of that nature. Can you kind of walk them through the process that you guys want to get to?
5: Yeah, sure. I mean, right after the election, we started meeting uh, as a new House majority in uh, our own conference, designing the rules that we wanted the House to operate under for the 118th Congress. We wanted to decentralize from the incredible four years of centralization by Nancy Pelosi. Let's Let's just start at the top. She says she had a 72-hour rule before so that people could read a bill before it came for consideration of the House. She never followed it. She never followed it. We would get a bill, 4,000-page bill at midnight, and we'd vote on it the next day. So we're going to hold fast, true and fast, to a 72-hour rule for reading bills that come to the floor. Next, we want to have a germaneness rule. This will make Kevin McCarthy one of the most powerful speakers in history because He'll determine if a bill uh, or an amendment is germane to the topic. I think that's an important improvement. Something that a lot of the people in the House who are former state legislatures wanted, legislators, Dave, is a single-purpose bill, which most state legislatures do. In other words, the bill can only have one topic. Right. If it's a bill about police funding, you don't add national parks to it. So I think that's gonna be an important component. And then uh, obviously uh, we have uh, something called cut go, which says that you have to offer when you have a bill that increases spending, you have to offer a pay for, you have to offer a actual offset to it in your bill text. And that will put discipline on members when they introduce bills to be conscious of, hey, it may be a great idea. But where are you going to reduce funding in order to implement this better idea? Mm. And there's a long list. But the bottom line is we have the best House rules since I've been in Congress the past eight years. I'm excited about it. They were approved overwhelming by, by Republicans. There was nothing controversial about that. I kept reading how controversial the rules package is, and it's just not. And this is what we talked about and debated really literally since November 9th and we put it in place this past Monday at 6.30 p.m. We had one Republican vote against it, and it's because he's concerned about future defense spending. It's really not about the rules package. All
2: right. So when we talk about the budget, typically they don't just give, uh, you don't just throw together this huge ball of wax and say, here's all the money we need, here's kind of where it's going to go, yada, yada, yada. They're, They're supposed to be like a, a defense spending bill and then maybe, a, I don't know, natural resources spending yeah. bill. You all Now, you guys are going to go back to that, correct?
5: Yeah, we're going to – the House, you know, has a – not a great track record, but it's a better track record than the Senate of trying to pass all 12 appropriations bills before, you know, somewhere around the 4th of July. And that's what we're going to try to do. We're going to – there are 12 appropriations committees as you say by subject highways and transportation versus defense versus natural uh, resources or energy and water and then we're going to uh and we're going to have a top line budget number that we hope to get as close to fy 2022 spending as we can and debate that uh, between what should be the defense number versus non-defense we hope to encourage members to tackle mandatory spending. Two-thirds of the budget is mandatory spending. And we want to encourage people to have ideas there. So we want to produce all 12 bills. We want to produce a budget that balances in 10 years. We want to uh, authorize amendments on the floor to cut spending, subject to debate. Uh, and so. We're we're trying, as I've said on on your show many times, try to go back to pre-pandemic spending debates and try to lower spending. And I want Democrats, I want old-school Democrats that recognize the budget deficit was a problem. We just don't have that. I mean, under the Pelosi regime, they adopted this craziness of modern monetary theory, which says the government can borrow, print, and borrow as much money as it wants. And there's no impact on society or inflation or anything. Yeah, it's
2: Keynesian it's theory on asset, uh, Congressman. Yeah,
5: really? No, yeah, that's a, probably a decent description, uh, but it's destructive. And I, I, that's what – this is why I'm so frustrated by coming out of the pandemic that we did not – in 2020. And President Trump was all over the map on this. I mean, he wanted more spending, and it, he made it tougher at the end of 2020 to reduce spending on the pandemic and move back to pre-pandemic. But we're going to make a valiant effort on that. And we're going to, we have an idea to attach a CR, Dave. Now listen to this. This is an idea from Thomas Massey. We want to attach a continuing resolution to those appropriations bills that says to the Senate, if you don't pass these bills before September 30th, the continuing resolution kicks in automatically at 99% of 23 spending. So it has a haircut across the board and gives them an, you know, an incentive to get off their tails and pass it. Because while the House can pass these bills, the Senate has rarely, if ever, done that in the modern era. And that's why we get these omnibus bills. It's not because the House typically doesn't try to do its job. It's the Senate won't go through the appropriations process. And um so we're gonna also be really working the Senate hard in the next couple of months, finding people that agree with us to put pressure on Chuck Schumer and, and Mitch McConnell to get their work done starting right now in the in the you know first three months of the year.
2: All right. We're out of time. Next time that we have you back on, you brought up Massey's name. I wanted to talk about that committee that he's gonna sit on and I don't know who the chair is, but I want to talk about it, that basically this committee, they're bringing back the Frank Church Committee from the 70s, and we we need to talk about that. All right, thanks so much. We'll talk to you you next week. All right, Congressman Hill here on the Dave Ellswick Show, and uh, we will talk about this whole Frank Church uh, Committee being resurrected kind of from the dead. You know, they'll take it out of the coffin and brush it off and make it kind of look nice. Uh, and, and put them to work and uh, maybe they'll find some stuff that they need to find uh, while they're overlooking it. Uh, don't forget Hollinger Tax Ria, uh, folks are going to be with us uh, at 9 o'clock. We'll talk about uh, income taxes. It's that time of year. Time to talk about it here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Tomorrow don't forget Jimmy uh, Cavan's going to be on at 9 o'clock. We've got a lot of things to talk about with him here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Stay tuned. Got some uh, money uh, information for you coming up uh, here on one oh one one FM, The Answer. All right, nine o'clock hour, Dave Ellswick show. Uh, just to let you know that the FAA now has halted uh, their ground stoppage. They had, they have lifted it now, uh, and so if you're heading to the airport, uh, your your plane can fly out of uh, out of Little Rock now. Couldn't until about eight eight thirty our time uh, here. Just recently, they lifted uh, the ground stop order after suffering a nationwide technical outage causing mass cancellations and delays. Uh, Pete Buttigieg telling the president they don't know why it happened and they're looking into it, but he says we're sure that it wasn't any kind of a problem with uh, uh, with anybody hacking. Now, here's my question on that. You can tell me all you want to That it's not hacking, but if you don't know what the problem was, what caused the problem, if you don't know what it was, how do you know it wasn't hacking? How can you say that? So uh, let's see. We'll see what we see as they look into that. But uh, if somebody just didn't do their preventive maintenance, I wouldn't want to be them, called onto the carpet about why I didn't do my job. That probably wouldn't be a good thing, to be honest. All right, Alicia, uh, is it Hollinger? Is that correct? Yes, sir. All right. want to make sure. Is with us today. Now, let me tell you why I got Alicia on. Look, I, I listen to Hannity from time to time. I listen to a lot of the national talk show hosts just to see what they're doing. And I always hear these uh, companies that are talking about uh, helping you if you've got to go up against the IRS. And I have had to do that before. I had, this is years ago now, it's about, what was it? maybe 12, 14 years ago, I got a letter from the IRS saying that I hadn't filed my taxes for five years. That's bad. And I, I looked at Linda and I said, well, maybe they're going to have to send me uh, checks again, you know, because they sent me checks because I filed my taxes. And uh, so I, I, I had to literally put together Uh, all my tax information for them again i had to go find find the receipts and everything now here's the problem with receipts is that uh, these these receipts that they give you now they don't last very long They, they disappear i've i've learned that i need to make copies of them so that i i they're there but i didn't do it then so it was a really it was a mess and it it took a uh, a person who did taxes a long time about 3 months to get it all cleared up and uh, believe it or not they they put it all together and guess what every year they owed me money back <laughs> guess what I didn't get I didn't get that money back <laughs> you know if I had now if I had owed them absolutely I would have had to write them a check plus penalties and yeah and, and interest. all the pen- penalties and interest <laughs> Uh, for for not paying it. But anyway, I didn't get anything out of that. But I got to, to find out that it rocks you to your core when you get some of their letters. Yeah. You know, they don't sound like nice people when they send you letters. You know, we sent you a letter. We don't like what you sent us back. Now, you do understand that we can... We can like take your house from you and things of that nature. And I mean they say that. So I thought, you know, surely there's somebody here locally that does like look, I can sing some of the the, the, the jingles. Optimo tax release. You got you really if you can you that's a big one that's one that's on all the time <laughs> that's there. probably the, the most well-known one yeah it's on all the time and i said i'm sure there's somebody here locally that does that and somebody mentioned that a couple of years ago you used to be here on the station you used to do a show like that yes sir yes, all sir. right and evidently somewhere along the line i missed it <laughs> but because i didn't hear it and uh and look i don't listen to the radio 24 hours a day uh and I heard your two minute, one of your two-minute little segments you've been doing. And I go, i got to get her on. She's so good at this. I mean, you do a really good job. Excellent, excellent. Of yeah. Taking a, a little nugget and explaining it clearly to folks about what they can do. And, that, yeah, it's serious when IRS gets a hold of you. And you know what else is serious? It's like if you, if you have to go to court, you always get a lawyer. Mm-hmm. If you got to deal with the IRS... You get somebody who knows how to deal with the IRS.
6: There's usually a better outcome if the taxpayer has representation. The IRS is a big, 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 big organization. And they have people that, they're like some employees, they do their job just to get paid. They don't really care. They're not out to help the taxpayer. A lot of them are jaded. They're not on your side. I mean, their goal is not to help you resolve Their money it. is to get money. The, that's exact. They want They're your their money. their job is to they get money. They want as much as they can get, as fast as they can get it, and they just want to leave you high and dry. I mean, I hear taxpayers say all the time, well, surely the IRS knows this isn't right.
2: No. They I don't, don't care. care.
6: That's not that's their the job. Key, yeah. They don't care. And I just sometimes I'm always – I get frustrated with um, – some of the advertising in with Optima and some of the other national firms because every once in a while they get a case right. I mean, that's just statistics. But so many times I have cleaned up their messes, costing the taxpayer even more money and it's just it's frustrating for me it's frustrating for the taxpayer uh, it just and it shouldn't shouldn't be that
2: way the well, taxpayers the don't know where I to liked. go I owed eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars <laughs> in taxes, and I only had to pay three hundred dollars b s
6: well we don't know i um I have resolved millions of dollars um, and if I had to look back, I would say probably the total so I try to keep a running total, just all the savings overall, and it's close to ten million dollars just in the last four or wow. five years that i've been that I've been tracking and I would say probably out of that that we've compromised the total balance pays probably closer to a hundred thousand.
2: Holy cow, so
6: it's a good program and it works, yeah. but you gotta qualify and you gotta know how to do it we just we just got an offer accepted um gosh, they called me. I don't know the first day back in the office at, after the new year I'm going to recommend it for for acceptance I think the offer was $1592 to settle $174,000 worth of debt.
2: Ah, that's a happy new so, year kind of <laughs> I call was like, you let's start somebody. this out right, you know. That's amazing. What what is the first thing? Well, I think we've already d- decided this that you should look for somebody that can represent you. Yeah. So that's why they should call you in the first phase.
6: Oh, absolutely. We're going to figure out first of all what the problem is Mm -hmm. most most taxpayers have no idea what they've filed why they owe what penalties have been assessed they don't know if there's a lien on there and they get so paranoid when it when they have to call the irs if they can even get through right and and practitioners we have special resources uh, and sometimes they're not any better than what the taxpayer has but we tend to have special numbers and there's you know other things that we can do to get through the system in a way that a taxpayer can't and so we're able to get in there and kind of get a better idea but it's like when you go to the doctor if you go in he can't just prescribe medicine until he knows what's wrong and that's exactly what I have. I've got to get in there figure out what the problem is so I know what the IRS is expecting and then I have to figure out okay what's the best course to get you from here to the end so that's, that's what we do and once we've done that then the rest of it really it's just a matter of putting the pieces in place. But most taxpayers, they don't know how to do that. They don't know what to expect, and they don't know what rules that the IRS uses to ding them. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna, it's kind of like if you're gonna play a new football game with a new team, you've got to know how they play. You watch their old their old games. you kind of kind of oh check them out. You study them. Well, that's what I do with the IRS. So I know what rules the IRS is gonna come after a taxpayer for. So I just use the same rules to fight it.
2: Well, the lady who does my taxes has has passed away a couple of years, but I still use her company and uh, business solutions over in uh, Sherwood. And uh, they have done me a great job. I thought I did a good job filing my own taxes. And then they started filing for me. And they – look, here's the key. They do it all the time. They know the deductions that you can take. And and they would ask me, well, Dave, do you have this? Do you have – well, yeah, yeah. Do you use it for your work? yeah then you should be deducting it right right and i started instead of paying five thousand dollars a year i started getting uh i won't say that i was getting a check back from Fed. As i was paying them maybe two thousand dollars a year but i was getting money back from the state it was amazing i couldn't believe it well played yeah well so played. so um, now your tax preparer okay, is free yeah
6: because technically they saved you more in taxes than they cost you. Well,
2: they did. And, I mean, I, I uh, it cost me about $165 to get it done with them. And they do a fantastic job. I go in and I sit down for about two hours of my time. I give them all the information that I got. I got the, the receipts and everything that I have to, to have. Uh, when uh, Trump got uh, his tax cuts uh, push through some things disappeared right that uh, i had been able to use in the past and so we had to look at what those were and then we had to look at what was new um, that i can could look at and then i'm gonna have to do that this year because biden's got new stuff that he's got i mean they're always looking for ways to get your money
6: yes yes and they always do it in sneaky ways like at the end of the year so you don't have time to plan you know taxpayer or tax preparers they have to go to school. And we're going to school all year long. So when we have legislation passed at the end of the year, we're all ticked off
2: yeah, because you're now all we get well,
6: and 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 now we can't use them to help our taxpayers because it's usually too late at at the beginning of the year to help last year. You know, it's just frustrating, and then we're trying to figure it out, and it, it's just it's it's it should be against the law to pass legislation after a certain amount of time, or to pass it and have it go into effect the next year because taxpayers just. Get, they get ripped off.
2: Okay, so we've set down the first main principle, and that is don't go it alone. Right. I mean, right. know that it's serious if you get a letter from the IRS, but you don't have to freak out.
6: Right. And if you get a letter and you don't know what it means, you don't understand it, that's your first sign. If nothing else, it doesn't really matter what you owe. If you get a notice and you don't know why, you need to call somebody.
2: Yeah. And get it explained to yep. you so you know what's going down. Yep. And then you want to make sure you get somebody who is, is qualified. And that's why we've got Alicia here. I know. She's qualified. <laughs> so if you call her, she's going to do everything in her power. She's going to become your advocate.
6: That's right. That's right.
2: That's really important to know about, Yep, I'm,
6: I'm their voice. Just like you have someone at the hospital that's making sure that the nurse is getting the right medicine and the shift is working and everything else comes together. My job is to make sure you don't pay a penny more than you absolutely have to, which may not be anything like what the IRS says you owe. And then to make sure that you can do it in a way that doesn't, I don't know, destroy your life.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And
6: then help you figure out a way to make sure going forward that it doesn't happen again.
2: All right, so first two things. Don't, you don't have to f- completely stress out and freak out, all right? If you get something from the IRS, what you need to do is pick up the phone, call Alicia, and, and say, hey, I got a problem. And she's going to ask you some questions, I'm sure. And then uh, she'll say, well, why don't you come in and talk to me? Right. And, and let's sit down, bring all your paperwork, bring everything you got, and and let's take a look at it and and see what we we can do with all of this. What's the phone number they should call, Alicia? Five zero one
6: seven two
2: five two six two six. All right, keep that mo- keep that number in mind. 501-725-2626. Write it down right now, so you got it, because I know you'll want to call her after we get off the air. Tax time is beginning. It's right. beginning now. So uh, we're, we're going to come back and talk further with Alicia about this Hollinger Tax uh, Resolution. It's the name of her company. Her name is Alicia Hollinger. I bet you that's her business. What do you think? <laughs> think so? I think so. Five zero one seven two five twenty six twenty six. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Twenty minutes after nine. Don't forget about my good folks over at PI Roofing. I've told you about PI Roofing for twenty two years now. Since the day they really started. They've been one of my clients, and they have been with me all that time. And uh, Joel loves me talking about them because he knows he gets a lot of business out of me talking about them. I have had my roof fixed by them twice. My friends have had their roofs uh, fixed by them. My friends who have businesses have had their businesses' roofs fixed because they do the job and they do it right and they get it done in a way. And if something happens that it's not right, They fix it at no charge to you. Now, there's another part to uh, PI roofing now. Now they want you to know that they're PI roofing and home solutions. What does that mean? Well, it means this. Let's say you're like me. you got a deck in the backyard. It's starting to show the wear and tear of 21 years, uh, and it needs some work done on it. But, you know, you call the big construction companies, and they do not want your job. It's not big enough, so who do you get that to take care of a job that's smaller than that? But you know, you do enough small jobs, you make some money out of them. Well, PI Roofing's that company now that does that. That's why they're PI Roofing and Home Solutions. I know how well they do roofs. I figure they're going to do construction just as well. So you give them a call, and they'll come out. They'll tell you how much it's going to cost to fix what it is you need to fix. They'll do the construction on it, and they'll do a fantastic job. Just uh, give them a ring, 501-707-3115. That's their number. By the way, I don't have a Batcave number. I don't have a number I pick up and call, and it goes right to Joel Johnson's desk. That's not the way it works. I call that number I just gave you. Or visit them online, piroofing.com. All right, Lisa is on the show with me today. I get that right, Alisa. Uh, I, I wrote it down. I called her Alicia, and that's not correct. Alisa is with us here on the Dave Elswick Show. Her number for her company, 501-725-2626. You got problems with the IRS? I'm going to highly recommend you give her a call because now you said that there's you got to be okayed kind of like by the IRS to handle these deals that you we're talking about with optimum tax relief and whatever. So you've gone through everything they've gone through, right?
6: Oh, absolutely. You have to be a CPA, an enrolled agent, or an attorney. Those are the only three people that can represent you in front of the IRS. Okay. And a lot of times people think that all CPAs can do this, and although they may have the qualifications. I'm um, just like attorneys. You know, you have a attorney that specializes in family, an attorney that specializes in bankruptcy. Well, CPAs and tax preparers do the same thing. So most tax preparers are, even though they have the credentials, they don't have the specific training to do the resolution piece. So that's one thing that a lot of folks struggle with is they'll have their tax preparer try to help them. Who wants to help them? And they, but they don't really know the rules. It's kind of it's completely different set of rules. We focus – I have other professionals that handle a lot of the compliance, which is the tax preparation and the accounting and the bookkeeping and the payroll. And then I have other professionals that's all we do is the resolution piece because it's two different sets of rules. And even though they kind of play together, it's very minimal. And it's really hard to try to keep up, to be good at both. In fact, I would say it's almost impossible.
2: So why was I so adamant about getting somebody on that uh, is here local? It's really simple. If she's done all the uh, subject work and everything that the people at Optimal Tax Relief have have done, then why not you go see her? Because when you talk to those people, you're going to do everything over the phone. All right? You're going to do everything over the phone. Why not sit down in front of Elisa and talk to her about this? That's right. And then she can give you the the straight skinny on all of this. All right, so they call you. That's the first thing. First of all, don't freak out. Second, call Elisa. And then third, what's the third thing that they need to do? So
6: the third thing is we're going to discuss kind of where they are, and I'm going to make sure that I can actually help them. Now, I can always help anybody. But do you really want to pay me just to sit on hold and call the IRS or if you only owe five hundred dollars call me I'll give you some guidance I'll tell you what to do and I'm going to let you go on because you don't want to pay me fifteen hundred dollars or whatever that fee is to save five hundred that doesn't make sense so my first thing is to make sure does it doesn't make sense to get a professional I'm going to shoot you straight a couple of reasons one uh, I may see you at Walmart I may see you at a concert I may see you know I, I live in Arkansas. I shop here. I grow, I mean, this is where I go out and have fun. So where do you I, live? I, I mean, these are my people, so I want to make sure that, that they're treated right. And mm-hmm. I, I don't like it when these big national firms, the way they do business. Sure, they have people that are, that are trained to do the job. Most of the time when you call them, you're talking to a salesperson. Who doesn't know the first thing about resolving a case? All they know is they get paid if they sell you an offering compromise. And you can't sue them because they did what you asked them to do. It doesn't matter that it was the wrong service to sell you.
3: Mm-hmm. So
6: when, when I work with someone, I make sure, first of all, can I help them? Does it make sense to work with a professional? If not, I'm going to give you some guidance, and you're going to be able to handle it yourself. If I can help you, we're going to talk about what that looks like. And kind of, I mean, you're going to talk with me and another enrolled agent. That's the only two of us that I allow to work these cases because I'm very particular in um, one I like to win. Too, I like that. I like to help people, okay. so it it just kind of makes sense. I'm I say I'm not a salesperson. I'm a licensed salesperson, and I do the work. So if I'm telling someone, yeah, I think you're an offer candidate, or hey, let's do some other funky stuff that we can do with the rules, it's because I'm going to be the one doing it. And if I got to look someone in the eye and take their money, I want to make sure that I'm going to be able to help them.
2: Yeah, you you don't want to run into them at the symphony, and uh, you know you're coming through the. Uh, the role that you're going to sit in, you go past him. He goes, "Oh yeah, you're the person that screwed me." Yeah, you know what? Well, that to be happening.
6: And you know, I don't know if I should say this on air, but you know, people yeah. in Arkansas they can carry, and they <laughs> they. So I want to make sure that I'm doing everything squeaky clean to the best of my ability because for one. You just never know who you're going to meet in the dark alley. <laughs> we'll do a good job of
2: making sure that we tell everybody we carry for self-defense. All right, you don't do any of those other things. All right, Elisa's going to be with me for the hour. we got a half hour in. But it's gone quickly. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some more. But we'll do that after we have the news. Let's get to that right now here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's come back. Elisa's going to be with us now to the top of the hour. Now, if you have a question, she'll take a question. And she's not going to try to solve your problem on the radio today, okay? That's not going to happen. But if it's, a, you know, just a, a general question that you have, you can give her a call right here at 501-823-0965. 501-823-0965. 823 right. Revenue officers are out and doing their jobs. I'll let her explain to you who the revenue officer is. Go
4: ahead. Okay.
6: So a revenue officer, um, to make it easy, is they're the ones that take your stuff. They come to the office. If you're a business owner, they'll come to your house. They will call you. Usually by the time they're at that level, you know you have a problem. So it's completely different than the scam calls that you get out of the blue. So that's one of the ways that usually when a revenue officer reaches out to you, if you know you got a problem, it's probably legitimate. They're not going to be aggressive, but they are going to – leave their card, and they're going to usually leave you a letter 1058, which is, this is your last notice, we are ready to take stuff. Once they issue that notice, and 30 days pass, fair game, unless you respond, they have to issue that notice, once they do, they can start taking your stuff. They can levy your bank account, which means clean it out,
2: mm-hmm. they can garnish your wages, that's when you they better be taking acids. them serious.
6: So it, it can be, once you get to revenue officer level, you can't ignore it anymore because they're going to be hot on your trail. So one of the things that they're really, really, really hitting hard is our small business owners for payroll taxes. And that's the tax that comes out of their employees. And often they're having cash flow problems, so they kind of think, well, I'll send it in, and they don't send it in. It's like a short-term loan with really, really I mean, it's the worst loan shark you've ever dealt with. Okay. So a lot of times taxpayers take these short-term loans, and then it just gets worse and worse and worse. And sometimes the IRS adds to the problem because they don't catch them for two or three years. And now they owe hundreds of thousands of dollars, and it's almost an impossible situation. And they'll shut your business down. They're not going to let you stay in business if you can't pay your taxes. So a lot of the small business owners right now, if they are sitting there, they should be worried because at any moment they're probably in the queue to be assigned to a revenue officer. And we've got a bunch of new ones.
2: Okay, and you believe that uh, the IRS is kind of putting a, a bullseye on small businesses.
6: Oh, absolutely. With the PPP loans that we've had, with the IDLE loans, which is that economic impact disaster loan that people got from SBA, there's been a lot of fraud. And there's just a lot of even just... Sometimes they'll just do an audit for a, a taxpayer to see what taxpayers are doing. They don't even expect to find anything. and It's the most miserable thing a person has probably ever done when it comes to the IRS because they look at every single line item, and it's, it's horrific. But they're doing those. And then they're also going after taxpayers that um, are non-filers, especially high-earning non-filers. So a non-filer, as far as the IRS is concerned, someone hasn't, that, that hasn't filed at least all of their last six years worth of returns. Sometimes you have to file further back. I've got a, a, a cabinet company right now. They hadn't filed since 2004, I believe. Woo. And they have a big problem. Yeah, and, 19
2: years, I can yeah, understand it's, it's, that might be a problem. It's a big
6: problem. So my job's to contain it as much as possible. And its I won't say that it's fun. It's a challenge for me because, again, I like to win, and I like to stick it to the IRS um, as much as possible because it just makes me feel good. Wow. Well. <laughs> And they do so much bad stuff to, to business owners that it's it's just it's very very frustrating. So the revenue officers are the ones that take your stuff. The revenue agents are the ones that do the audits. Two different sets of rules. Revenue officers are often not even trained in tax tax code and stuff like that. They just know how to take your stuff. The revenue agents are the ones that are trained like CPAs and tax preparers because those are compliance people. So usually um, if you're dealing with one, you're not going to be dealing with the other because one's compliance and one's collections. Yeah,
2: I have a friend that owns a business, and uh, because they were coming on my show often and talking about the problems with a previous administration, and we'll talk about how far back we're going, but they ended up being audited four times in one year. Wow. And she said that what happened is that they'd sh- they showed up, and you got to, like, put them in a, their own little room. And they just, you got to do what they tell you to do. They want to see this. They want to see that. So literally, they're going to rip your books apart, and they're looking.
6: And if they will, and that's what they do to taxpayers. Now, if you have a representative that's handling it, Mm-hmm. Then what so happens is that is where you
2: come in? The if, 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 yes. If so if someone's being audited. I'm going to audit you. I should call you.
6: Yes, because then what I can do is my job is to, first of all, contain it, prevent it from spilling out into other years. It's also to make sure that they're following the rules and they're not doing something that's ridiculous, that they're not being overburdensome. So there are things that you can do in an audit if you know what to do sometimes it's a matter of knowing what they're going to be looking for and knowing what you can say. Hey, I'm, you know, I want to throw all my secrets out, but you have to know what the IRS is going to do and their process to do it. So then you can circumvent it and try to give the taxpayer as much of a leg up as possible. If they've broke the rules, they've broke the rules. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, um, there are, it's like a it's like, a, it's like a tug of war. So the IRS pulls, I pull back, and we just find something in the middle that kind of makes sense. So if someone is being audited nine times out of ten, they're better off to have a representative, and usually not their tax preparer, because their tax preparer often it's almost a conflict of interest. So if the person that prepared the return, um, they could get thrown under the bus because there could be preparer penalties. So they'll throw their client under the bus. It's kind of, so it's usually not a good idea.
2: So call Elisa. All right. That's what I'm going to Okay. <laughs> call her. She's been trained in how to handle this. So uh, that's my whole key. My whole key is having, if I'm going to have to deal with these people, I want somebody that's kind of a buffer for me. I don't yes. want to deal with them because I'm going to lose. I know I'm going to lose. Yep. So like I always, if I guys to show up in court, even though I don't want to end up in court, I get a lawyer. Yep. Even though I think it's maybe bs that i'm doing it and it's it's no big deal but somebody is trying to make a big deal out of it i get a lawyer because you know what they say about a person who goes into into you know the courts and tries to be their own attorney you got a fool for a client
6: exactly often taxpayers when they're dealing with the IRS Um, They'll pretend to be on your side. They'll act like they're just making small talk. And the whole time, they're just getting information to hang you. Yeah. And taxpayers don't know because they're so afraid. We call it diarrhea of the mouth. They just start talking and answering because they're terrified. So it's the best thing you can do is just say, you know what? Um, I need to get a representative. And it's in the Taxpayer Bill of Rights that they have to allow you to have a representative.
2: All right. Keep all of this in mind. Here's the number again, 501 7-2-5-26-26. Seven two five twenty six twenty six. See, we're. I'm I've have, I'm having her on early. A lot of you are not even thinking about taxes right now. That's not until April. All right. That's what you're thinking. No, 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 no. You think about taxes the year before when you're thinking about your taxes this year. You should have been thinking about them last year. Uh, now, if you know you're going to have some problems, it's time to talk to Elisa and let her know what's the problem and let her deal with it. Five zero one seven two five twenty six twenty six. We have got to get a break in. Let's do that, and then we'll come and, re- and finish up our conversation here on the Dave Ellswick Show. If somebody calls you and says you owe money to the IRS, don't believe them.
6: Unless you know you have a problem.
2: Yeah, unless you know, <laughs> or you've gotten a letter before. Correct. You will have All received
6: right. com- communication. But if, if ahead of they time. haven't
2: talked to you uh, in, in letter form, I'm going to say it's probably a spam call
6: yep they're and gonna... and when in doubt call me yeah people call me all the time i heard this ad on the radio someone called me my clients call me i'm like you do not have a problem you are fine
2: yeah you but hear, it's alarming you you hear them all the time i get those calls oh i times. do too i
6: think they're hilarious oh. i sit there and talk with them
2: the ones that i like are for uh, amazon oh. they call me and they say somebody opened an account under your name on amazon well you know what <laughs> i don't care you got to pay for it before Amazon's <laughs> going to send it to me, and then they say I owe X amount of dollars, and I go, uh, "No, I don't." And they go, "Well, if you don't pay this, then blah blah blah." And I said, "Okay, I'll see you in a couple of weeks." Yeah, you know, and I hang up. That's exactly the way what I do. But yeah, usually your initial contact is going to come in the mail. You're going to get an, an official letter from the IRS. And even then, you're not sure it's a, an official letter from the IRS. You can
6: tell that the collection case is escalating when they start to come certified.
2: Oh, okay. So that's how so you, you know at that them, point, huh?
6: yep, they're starting to get a little bit more serious and aggressive.
2: All right, so keep that keep that in mind. But don't freak out. Number two, you get a letter in the mail, as you just heard Lisa say, and it says, we've got a problem with you or whatever. You know, I don't answer them back. I will go talk yes, to somebody you like Elisa. That's the best. I don't want to talk to them because, they're, look, they're going to talk to me, blah 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 blah, kind of like in a Charlie Brown cartoon. That's what I'm going to hear, and it's going to sound like Greek to me. Right. Because I'm not going to understand what they're trying. to And most to tell taxpayers
6: me. are so terrified they shut down. Yeah. They don't even. They don't even hear it. They're terrified.
2: Now, when you come up with a with a, a you know a, a way of settling what the IRS wants. And I've 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 owed them the money before. I made a mistake about uh, getting uh, taking out some money from a retirement account after mm-hmm. the first downturn that we had in the stock market, and I took all the money and I didn't pay any taxes on it. Well, I was really surprised when it came back, and I owed twenty five percent of it that I had taken out back to the government and five percent to the state.
6: Yep. That's probably one of the most common ways that just a stand – I'd say a wage earner ends up in trouble. Is they take money out of retirement. Either they had taxes taken out, but it's usually not enough. And they, they're like, oh, but I had taxes taken out. Yeah, but you didn't impact – understand the impact on your overall tax mm-hmm. situation. So that's probably the number one way is um, somebody has to take money out, whether it's for a downturn, unemployment, a death in the family, medical, whatever. That's well, number one. Minimum,
2: I take 30 now. Yes. All right. I take 30% out. That, I pay that to Wells Fargo or whoever it is. And they supposedly, they send it to the feds, okay? <laughs> I got the letter that says they did it. That's all that That's I worry all about. So anyway, I got behind. And I had uh, I had about $6,000 I owed. And uh, they were good enough to set up a payment plan. Yep. Over five Oh, years, they'll, they'll put
6: anybody on a payment years. plan. Yep.
2: You know, that was good. I paid it long before that. But still, it was kind of nice. I I did it five years because I thought, well, what happens if something happens Uh, and you need to have a small payment? So I did it on small payments. Yep.
6: Yep. There are a lot of programs available. Anytime someone calls the IRS, they're always going to put them on a payment plan. If they can't full pay, then they will put them on a payment plan. And that payment plan may stretch out for 30, 60 days. It may go for 10 years. It really just depends on how much the taxpayer owes and and kind of what they're willing to do. Now, the IRS is never going to say, oh, well, you may qualify to pay less. They will never tell you that. (laughs) The only thing they will do is put you on a payment plan. And if you think about it, that's how our society is developing everything is like, It's only so much a month. Everything's on a payment. Everything's Mm -hmm. affordable if it's monthly. That's right. So that's how the IRS works. You may qualify for a partial pay. You may qualify for an offer. You may have some penalty abatements that make it all better. It could be an innocent spouse opportunity. There's just so many different ways. And sometimes if a taxpayer is not a good financial situation, sometimes they just have to pay their debt, and we just find a way that they can swallow it and keep their lifestyle going on. And that's actually a good place to be. If, if a taxpayer can afford to pay based on IRS rules, not always what's actually happening, but that's the best place to be. It doesn't always feel good, but it means that you can maintain your lifestyle, take care of your family, and pay the IRS. It never
2: feels good it giving never your feels money good. to the IRS. <laughs> It never. Feel, I'm going to tell you. I've I've gone many a year that I never had owed them a penny. I've gone many years that I've pay, had to pay them money every year. Mm-hmm. It never feels good. And it never feels good. Nope. It, nope. It, it just doesn't. And then you know, my wife is good about this. She goes, "Yeah, but look at these roads and all that." And I go, "Give me a break. <laughs> you know, don't don't even start on that, Linda. Don't even start because we." <laughs> I can talk about how much money it costs to build a the road there's and a why difference it be between
6: being able to maintain our nation and security and and you know all of the logistics that go in, but there's way more beyond that, and that's where I think taxpayers get
3: frustrated
2: yep. absolutely it is it definitely is that for sure when you're giving them money and you're supposedly paying for schools and somebody some school decides they're going to plant ten million flowers around their building. I get upset. Yep. I start yep. There's I, a lot of I waste start, in government in I start questioning, all right? All right, so Elisa, again, people need to just call you at 501-725-2626 and uh, let you take if you've been getting letters and stuff or uh, or calls or whatever. If you get involved, are those going to stop because they're going to call you, right? They're going to contact they're gonna you.
1: They're going to they'll
6: stop if, if it makes sense for them to work with me, and that's the first thing that we'll do.
1: Okay. If
6: Okay. It, it always tells someone, I can help you. Sometimes I tell them exactly what to do. My goal is to leave everybody better than when I found them. Okay. And if I can't help them, I'm going to say, okay, here's what you need to do. Call the IRS. This is what you're going to ask. This is what you're going to tell them. And this is what you should be able to get. So they're not going in there trying to just figure it out. Most of the time, taxpayers don't know what to ask. They don't know what they're eligible for. So when they have someone, even if they just have a little bit of guidance, and sometimes people just come in and, and say, hey, just tell me what I need to do, and I'll do it. And we'll go through that. And then there are some people that say their problem is so bad um, that they, they need a representative to make sure that it doesn't just to get ridiculous.
2: Here's what I want you to do today. Go on your, uh, your phone or go on your laptop or whatever and Google tax code picture. All right? so that you can see all of the books that the tax code is in. And then take a look at that, and that's why I get nervous if I think i got to get involved with the IRS, because you're not going to believe. There's more words in the tax code than several you know, volumes of the Holy Bible. It is
6: ridiculous.
2: All right, and some of it negates some of it, and other part of it expands some of it. It's up to her to know what all of that's And that's about. just
6: one book. There's actually two books.
2: <laughs> Amazing.
6: There's the tax code, and then there's the Internal Revenue Manual, which how, is how IRS policies. How many
2: pages do they have now? Do you know?
6: I don't even know. I It's it's more, you know, when I, sometimes when I think about it, it's just so frustrating. Um, and that's why there's specialties. That's why, you know, we specialize. Because there's no way anyone professional could know all that and be good. They may know it, but they ain't going to be good at it. So it's it's really important to know what rules, know where to find the rules, and know how to apply the rules.
2: All right. Name of the company, again, is uh, Hollinger Tax uh, Resolution. The phone number is 501-725-2626. Alisa Hollinger is the uh, – you're the owner? I'm the owner. Uh, she's the owner, okay. I didn't ask her that question before she came on. I should have. Uh, she's the owner, and uh, you'll be dealing with her or – one of her trained associates. Who and, is my
6: son. Oh, it
2: is your son. Okay. So, so he's, that's good. he's
6: got your back uh, right. because he's got my back.
2: <laughs> so you keep that in mind. And, uh, you know, where we, what would you say? Where, is there a monetary line that you would say people should think, yeah, Usually, I need
5: help?
6: If, if they have unfiled returns, they may not need someone to help return, file the returns, but they may need help just kind of containing it knowing what returns have to be filed for the compliance requirements um, or if they owe 10,000 or more 10,000 to 15,000 is kind of the where it financially makes sense where there's a benefit okay so usually if someone owes a, in that or above um, it, it may make sense if it's below that it doesn't mean don't call me it just means i'm gonna have to give you some information so you can go take care of it on your own because it doesn't make sense to give me my i'd rather you give that money to the irs
2: yeah because thank you you're going to pay elisa to, to handle this i mean she doesn't do it for free <laughs> All right.
6: well i couldn't do it very I good know, if i, know I was for free some
2: of you lefties <laughs> out there you can't believe that but uh, <laughs> she's gone to school she's done the the work she's pushed she's pushed the rock up the hill all right yep and yep. now and and you didn't have to so she's going to help you out and going to save you some money and uh be happy for that i mean i pay money for the people to do my taxes
6: yeah it's well you know we have to get i get anywhere from 40 to 85 hours of continuing education a year and mine is all in resolution. I have to do some ethics here and there to meet my requirements. How but... do
2: you stay awake that long?
6: <laughs> well, it's because it's fascinating. It's not oh, tax it? code. Okay. This is, you know, this is how to fight the IRS. This is how to apply the rules. How to know what to do when they do this because they're constantly evolving and they're breaking the rules. So it's, it's. I was reading last night. I was reading the Internal Revenue Manual. I forgot what I was reading. Oh, I was reading about refunds and offers and how that all works. Just to refresh my memory and, uh, you know, it's fascinating
2: yeah don't forget that if you go somewhere to have your taxes done and they say well we'll give you your return up front free it's not free nothing is ever free they can't afford to have all the people working for them it was free you're going to pay for that yeah there's a percentage you're going to pay on that yeah (laughs) keep that in mind and they'll tell you that before they hand you the check
6: yeah, my employees insist on being paid. So,
2: do whether they really? even if
6: I wanted to do it for free, which I sometimes would because I love what I do, but my employees they they, they won't. So
2: they really want to pay for their car payment and stuff, huh? <laughs> yeah, if I want governor, employees,
6: I got to pay them.
2: <laughs> you don't think the president's going to come from the front and say, "Hey, we're going to nobody's got to pay their car payment anymore. Oh. Government's going to pay that for you." I know. You went out and you bought the car and you agreed to pay for it, but we'll pay for it now.
6: (laughs) We'll take that over, right? (laughs) Yeah.
2: I won't get into what I'm talking about right there, but there's a lot of that out there. But the government's been screwing people about college loans for a long time. Uh, It used to be it wasn't that way. It used to be banks that handled that, and you didn't get screwed like that. So just keep that in mind. The, The government... I always tell you, this government's really not your friend.
6: They are, no. No, they are not on your
2: side. Harry Brown used to say, as I always remind you, the government breaks your legs and shows up two weeks later and says, hey, I brought you a pair of crutches. Let me help you. Yeah, that that's the way they think that they're helping you. Yep, you're Arisa, right. Lisa, I appreciate you being on. Thank
6: you for having this me. This
2: is great. Really, really good. You're to be proud of yourself. How long did it take you to build this business?
6: Uh... Uh, gosh, I've been 100% full-time resolution for the last seven years. Okay. And I've been in practice for 22 years.
2: And you've been clawing that whole time, So I you? have
6: been, um, I have seen some stuff, and I have, I have seen some of the most amazing people turn their lives around once they got help. I had a little old guy, he come in, he was in such bad shape, and about two years later, when he come in one day, I didn't even recognize him. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" He's like, "That's what happens." He's like, "I'm a well." He said he was a sexy beast, and he had a life now because he didn't have to worry about the IRS.
2: Get all that stress out of his life. He,
6: it's just amazing to see people transform. Uh, I've seen. It, it, I can't even put it into words how much it um, it breaks my heart when I see the devastation that people live with.
2: All right, Elisa's number again: 501-725-2626. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. We appreciate you. All right, coming up tomorrow, uh, Duck will be on. We'll talk a little bit of cars. The first, first hour, I'm going to play back the, uh, the new governor, uh, her speech or uh, speech from yesterday. It's about 18 minutes long. We'll play it all in the first half hour for you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Jimmy Cavan's going to be on tomorrow, and we'll be talking about, uh, you know, lawsuits against uh, school systems. We are to talk about that and other things on the Dave Ellswick Show